I Hello. went there at first. I'm like, nah, okay, so I can. All right. Oh, we're doing a sound check. Sound check. Yeah, we need sound checks because. Okay, would you stop ASMRing into the mic? Kevin? I don't have to not. listen to it. So he, he's, yeah, he's that's trying to eat peanut butter that's all for and you. failing. Oh, you. there's peanut butter. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna lose. Okay, you realize this is the cold open. We're gonna ASMR. I'm gonna have you ASMRing into everyone now. Oh God. Except that's what you. That's what you get. That's what not what he's asked for. <laughs> no, it's not what you asked for, but it's what you get. What did you ask for? <laughs> it's more than he deserves. Welcome to Preferred Enemies, the Warhammer 40k podcast that is actually back live, in person, together, sitting at the same table for the first time in what? Years? Three years? Yeah. yeah Something yeah, like that. Something like yeah. That. yeah. Be- yes, actually, because the last time we recorded in person was right before Midwest Conquest 2020 when we decided to cancel it due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, to, just for a reminder, I'm your host, Rob. Kevin. Dennis. And Richard. And, uh, yes, we are all here in Independence, Missouri at the Stony Creek Hotel and Convention Center because we just participated at Midwest Conquest 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, although only two of us played and yep. one of us was actually running an event and yep. one of us was judging an event. Yep. So, uh, I, but it's, it's been a good weekend. It was good to kind of knock the rust off of everything and get back to it yeah. in some way or other. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, got sure. in a ton of games. Yeah. Which I think if we include the Friday night games where we all kind of round robined. Yeah. Uh, that's seven games. Yep. Seven games in three days. Nice. Almost that's sounds solid. like a U.S. Open. I know. It's like, <laughs> this is practice for when it comes to town. Don't right? worry. None of us got near a top table. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Although one of us did win a prize. So, did I leave it over there? I've, or did I put it over here? Yeah. You put it over there. I've done uh, 57,000 steps in the last oh, four days. Oh, I'm way low with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I only I'm got about 30,000, I'm sure. Uh, strangely enough, playing, 40, playing 40K does not involve taking nearly as many steps as one might think, because there's a lot of standing watching right. your opponent do stuff. I feel like I used to take more steps, like especially I like checked at the Renegade when I was walking around the yeah. tables more, yeah. and I don't know if it's just I'm not moving things as much, or I'm older, and I sit down a lot more. I think it's the latter. It's, it's all a little probably <laughs> a little bit all. A yeah. little bit of, a little uh, bit of calm, a little I, bit of calm B. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely feeling my age in this one. <laughs> Which is why I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't end up playing in the night jazz because Dennis told me it went here down near midnight. Yeah, it, it did go away. Hey, so. I, I went to bed around ten ten thirty after my team was eliminated. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was before midnight. It was like eleven thirty, I think, when it ended. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That was, it always is. Yeah. No, it was it was good to get back into it. So quick rundown: Kevin was running the friendly yes. tournament yeah. uh, here at. Uh, Midwest Conquest, and Dennis and I both played in the friendly. Yep. And then Richard was paint I, judging for. Did you do for did, both the friendly and the GT? Just, just the GT. Just the GT. Yeah. But I did ask him. For I, I consulted yeah. with on the friendly. Yeah. Also. And uh, and in fact, uh, on Saturday, the first official day of the tournament, uh, Dennis and I got to uh, 
participate on stream. Yeah. Not, uh, I think, your, what, second or third streamed game that you where you've been on a third, stream? Third, I think, is what we said. I think you said I it was third. I think this might be fourth, because I Four, played okay. three at Iron Halo. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And you've gotten rolled in every single one of them at I'm Iron not Halo. Roll. Rolled in a couple. I got <laughs> You got rolled in a couple. You got rolled in the one I commented. Uh, I got, well, lost, but it was a closer game. The one where, like, I remember the one where you played against Nathan Martin. Yeah. Yeah. That one you got. And that was funny because, like, Nathan, that was Nathan coming off of, like, going dead last yes. at Midwest Conquest the, like, and the I summer went, before. And I went dead last yeah. at Show Me Showdown. Because I think that was the one that I commentated with Scary, uh, on the Iron Halo stream, and I want to say after about 25 minutes, we were just talking about 3D printing <laughs> well, stuff, because we're like, well, this game's over. Well, and also, the big difference was, Nathan had been playing uh, ult- he was like playing Ultramarines from the old 8th edition yeah. codex, and then the month before Iron Halo was the when Space the Marine new drops. Space Marine codex dropped, because I remember being at Iron Halo and having the copies of the uh, supplements in my hand from right. like, GW to review to talk about right and so he had like the brand new ones and he just suddenly it's like oh all your stuff is good now His army got good. <laughs> <laughs> new codex but so no this time uh dennis and i got to play on the streaming table and larry hey everybody uh was running the running the streaming here at uh midwest conquest uh, you can choose either mic to talk into if you talk into both it'll do weird stereo things that well i figured since we're talking about the stream game it might be actually no have three people with the stream on it so actually no it won't because i don't have it's all set to pan in the center but if you want i could set it up to do weird stereo no, we're, we're thing. fine we're fine yeah, we've already had our fill of asmr for the day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't need to be doing it anymore yeah. <laughs> So I promise not to talk like this in front of everyone. Oh, they're going to hate that. <laughs> yeah. So about the game. Okay, so yeah. Uh, so um, so yeah, for the first round of the tournament since, uh, I guess, you know, first round of a competitive event, unless there's like a major upset, which you never know which table that might happen at. Um, there's not necessarily a whole lot going on on that first table. Yeah, so we definitely, and we wanted to get a friendly game on the stream just to kind of show off the format and things like that. You know, and at, at the early time when no one's watching. Well, <laughs> at the early time when no one's watching, but also that first matchup, it's, it's all random. And then, you know, this will go up and be archived. People will watch it later. Yeah, it was interesting to get uh, a different style of play on the stream. You know, mm. instead of, we're already going to get four more games of uh, competitive 40K in. Just might as well give them something a little more fun and interesting to, to watch. Yeah. We tried to make it interesting. We tried. Well, we made it extremely <laughs> interesting because rather than playing the the uh, book missions that uh, we had, the, the mission we had had selected for us by Kevin. Yeah. So, like, when I started with the friendly tournament, I'm like, here's the mission pack. Here's the missions that I have pre-selected so you can play them. But if you and your opponent agree to change any part of this, you can change it because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Dennis and I talked about it, and it's you know we had a preferred enemies grudge match on the uh, on stream because okay, so this is interesting. The Friday night before we played some round robin games, and I beat Kevin and Richard. Yeah. Dennis beat Kevin and Richard, so it was time for us to play each other, and uh, <laughs> Dennis beat me. <laughs> Real bad. Well, not real bad. It was ninety to sixty-five. It yeah. could have been worse. It was a solid victory, but, but it wasn't a crush. But to make things interesting, 
we played Tempest of War. We used yes. the, the new Tempest of War deck, which I have to say I very much enjoyed, although it made things really interesting for Larry, who is commentating. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to commentate a game, not having a slightest clue what any of the secondaries that they're trying to accomplish are, it just makes it just chaos it's terrible <laughs> well, and the secondaries change every like every turn. turn yeah as they're discarding cards i'm like what did they just oh i give up i'm done <laughs> uh so uh, i brought my my emperor's children army uh since i'm definitely not taking one wound chaos marines into a competitive event i'll bring them to the friendly and uh Dennis had a very interesting Imperial Soup list. Yeah, I had my my story of the Xenos Inquisitor who had a sister who was a rogue trader, and they found a salvaged knight, so they decided to fix it back up, but with Xenos, specifically Eldar parts, and thus I got my Eldar knight built and made, and I thought the Eldar knight came in well. And then the rest of the group was the knight, well, well the sister who was a rogue trader, had to get trained to become a knight, because that's what you have to do. They couldn't have this... Yeah, they have to hair. hook her up into a throne mechanic. Yes, and- exactly, and, and teach the ways of knighthood. Uh, so that's why I had the knights there to do a test run to make sure that this person could handle it as a knight and also not go crazy with whatever crazy Xeno tech was on there, even though it was just weapons. Um, and then also had the um, Aquilin Guard from the Custodes come in, and they're protecting the... Um, Inquisitor. So they just showed up. Inquisitor like, what are you guys? You're going to help? They're like, no, we're here to protect you and nothing else. So that ended up being the list. Yeah. And so, and in my list, I had like a land raider with Lucius and some noise, bunch of noise marines inside, a couple of rhinos with noise marines inside, a couple of uh, auto cannon, last cannon predators, some bikes, some raptors, a unit of terminators with like all lightning claws and a uh, terminator, terminator sorcerer. And a uh, warpsmith. So, but so no demon engines, no weird possessed anything like that. And so that was kind of the the theme of the list was like the veterans of Istvan three. So just old school marines doing old school marine shit. <laughs> and I thought maybe I'll have enough last cannons to like be able to handle a knight list. No, the answer was absolutely not. Which was great because I faced against <laughs> two different nine armies. Back to back. Back to back. Um, so yeah, I, I did not, I did not put in a lot of damage against your knights originally. Well, I, I chipped away here and there. Did, I mean, th- those claws and the mark of excess or the icon of excess yeah, I, that gave them all of those hits. You were chipping away oh, quite well. So day two, I reread the rules on Death of the False Emperor and the icon of excess. Okay. So okay, so I caught Death of the False Emperor, the new version that's in the data, the balanced data slate is Chaos Space Marines, uh, sixes to hit, gain an extra hit. It's basically like Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Icon of Excess makes that on all attack rolls of a five plus, right. and it's not unmodified. I discovered. Oh. It's five plus six plus, which means when I cast Prescience on then four my, ups, they're on oh, four okay. ups. So day two, I realized that, and I'm like, oh. I was doing more wounds than I had rolled original attacks. That's, that's just <laughs> wrong. That's just wrong. So, yeah, I will say the Terminators were the MVPs of every single one of my games. Oh, nice. They would go through and just clean things up. Mine actually varied based on the game. So, I mean, I had one where the Inquisitor... Well, twice my Inquisitor um, kind of hurt herself to Super Smite for, like, six wounds on the Smite. Yeah, I, I rolled a 12... 
and then another six for the damage. <laughs> and she normally did two wounds to herself, but. And then I had some where it was like the, the custodes actually stepped up if they didn't get smacked down. Cause custodes, I mean, well, you all know custodes are really, really strong. Yeah. And, um, the knights themselves, sometimes the armatures did well. Sometimes it was one of the three knights that did well. Although I guess, should I go into my super story? I mean, however you want to get to it, but yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so in my second game, so I, I played Rob, we, we did our match. In my second game, I got to face off against a, army that there i don't really remember much about the army but there was a thunderhawk it was a it was a black legion yeah. chaos yeah. army the, yeah, so it, it, was, it was like all different mixed marks yes yeah, so it was a yeah it was a all black legion army he had two units of terminators one with uh one was five melted guns one was a bunch of melee uh a couple other like you know yeah mixed kind of black legion mixed marks things like that and then yeah a thunder uh, a chaos thunderhawk was the the centerpiece yeah so it pretty much and was annihilating me. I mean, I lost two armagers and a knight in like the first round, well, one knight in the first round, the armagers in the second round, and I'd gone second, of course. Right. So, um, I, he had to put it in hover mode on the second round because there was nowhere for it to fly to without going off the board. So I moved my knights in and started mailing it because I'd spent all these shootings and I was wounding it, but I, I'm chipping away at it, Rob, just kind of like you, you'd said. You were chipping away at me. I was chipping away at the Thunderhawk, with, except with my big lasers. Um, so finally I get into melee. Paragon Gauntlet Knight goes up there, grabs it, finishes it off in, in melee, so then I can, like, roll the four up to have it pick it up and then toss it elsewhere <laughs> on the map. <laughs> and I dropped it on one of his other HQs, doing enough mortal wounds to finish right. off that HQ. So he basically spiked a dude with the, with the Thunderhawk. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Unrelated to, well, related to that, but in the next game, when he, when Adam, uh, was facing Drew, uh, Drew was running his Space Wolves, uh, Dreadnought list, um, the same thing kind of happened. The Nurkot kind of had to hover. The Dreadnoughts, um, shot it a bunch and killed it, but it exploded and did the Titanic explosion, super heavy, 12 inches and like six mortal wounds or something. It killed Bjorn the Fellhand, Norm Stormcaller, both his Redemptor Dreads, uh, one of his, uh, I think, Murder Fang, and like three or four Chaos Terminators. Like, it wiped out, like, because half the tape. Because, like, <laughs> it didn't kill all of them right out, but it caused one of the, when one of the dead Dreadnoughts died, it also exploded. Right, so a chain was. exploded. Right. Chain exploding Dreadnought. Yeah. So the Thunderhawk was a, was, yeah, it was, was very effective when it died. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the the uh, like, I don't know if I have anything quite to the level of chain chain exploding dreadnights no, or spiking you, a. You, you had a story I really liked, which was the uh, Lucius yes. one. Okay, so uh, f- so fourth round, I played uh, Caleb Lance, and Caleb playing Caleb was interesting because he had his friend with him. They were basically playing together, yeah. and they were playing Alpha Legion, which is so appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's commitment to theme for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they had an absolutely, they had an absolutely beautifully painted, painted like dark angels, yeah. like horse heresy era fallen, yeah, fallen army, uh, like demon prince with like hood and robes and, and so just absolutely beautiful. Um, so I have Lucius the eternal on my list and Lucius does one thing and he does one thing as well and that's fighting other characters. So I managed to like, like he cleared out a like a couple of greater possessed, and then sees the demon prince. And he's like you, <laughs> and goes, 
goes to hit him. Like I, I hit him with the the lash and the doom siren. I do like one wound to him. I get into, tr- I, I get the charge. I fight him. I get him down to one wound remaining. He fights back. He's got a uh, warp, like he's got a warp flame talon relic. I think that yeah. causes him to do mortal wounds on sixes to hit. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. So he did, uh, he did four swing, or he ended up getting four hits. Two of them rolled sixes, so there's two mortal wounds. Lucius is going to die. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. But I still have four saves to make because I still have to make the saves before the wounds are technically inflicted. Right. I made all four, which then meant I had to roll four four ups to see how many mortal wounds Lucius's armor did in response to getting hit, and I killed him with three mortal wounds as they took each other out. That's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. That's actually the first time I've heard that one. I was talking about the Death Watch one. Oh, okay, so yeah, the de- <laughs> so the de- okay, so the so Lucius has died. F- taking out somebody in two combats nice the other one was uh against uh tj weinog yes yeah and his an absolutely beautiful uh death watch army uh and he had a company champion who was creating a bubble of five up invuln for his like three dreadnoughts and so i'd gone through i'd cleared out a couple of the dreadnoughts and again lucius goes you i'm writing you and he picks out the company champion because it's like there's a tech marine there and he's like well is the tech tech marine's just fixing things it's this guy who's got the sh-. he's like you want to kill this guy because he's got the the five up ages i'm like okay yes i will go kill him and so i charge in and i do kill him and then he go he plays okay only in death does duty end <laughs> and it's to fight back nice and he's also a champion duelist with a mastercrafted <laughs> power sword nice. and then proceeds to kill lucius and i'm like fair well played, fair, well played. <laughs> All right. All right. So I uh, know that was yeah. I have not had I have not had a bad game. I had a I had a game again. The, the game against Dennis, I got I I wouldn't say I got rolled. It was like ninety to sixty five. I just I couldn't overcome knights. Anything you had that was infantry died. Oh, it was done. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. Well, so so what happened to his custodes? To shreds, you say. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you ask the Inquisitor they were protecting? Uh, to shreds, you say. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and that was me targeting the stuff I knew would hurt me the most. And so yeah, you were hurting me really badly the first three turns. But then after that, yeah, I just you, I, you I, ran I, out of steam. And then yeah. that's when I started moving back against you. Well, and I, I was able to stop your momentum with the Land Raider that took three turns for you to kill. <sighs> to the point where you had two Armagers and a Knight assaulting it. Wow. And it still survived. I, I'm, I'm bad at, at, at rolling dice. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm bad at Land Raider. <laughs> you bad, are you're bad at Land Raider. Bad at Land Raider. So you're saying my weakness I'm, is Land Raider? Yes. I'm bad at rolling dice in the Night Joust. So remember, if you story. ever need to defeat Dennis, just put a Land Raider in a sock. <laughs> Can hit him across the head. Ow, with it. No, no, or, don't do that. Or put a land raider in your tower army, and you'll yeah, you'll go do undefeated. That. Do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, everyone had a really. It seemed like everyone had a really good time in the friendly. There were a lot of really cool armies. Um, Adam ended up winning. the The Chaos Thunderhawk player ended up winning all of his games. Ended up getting best general. But honestly, it wasn't the Thunderhawk. I mean, the Thunderhawk did a lot of work, but it was the fact that he had uh, the two units of Terminators, as you mentioned, like uh, Terminators getting work done, like. It's just like, uh, yeah. It was, I guess me, it was a Thunderhawk that got all yeah. the work done. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, but Rob was saying, like, his yeah. Terminators got a lot of work done, like, in, in the other games, because there's several where the, ter- the Thunderhawk died very quickly. So once again, but you're those, saying that I don't roll well and but those units fast. But those, <laughs> you know, but those units of Terminators, like, with the Melted Guns did a lot of stuff, and like, yeah. and, you know, where, and he pulled some close wins out. So it was, most of the games were very close. Everyone seemed to have fun. We, everyone brought a good thematic list. Um, 
yeah, like it, it was a lot of fun. So there was, you know, really well painted armies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. I'm, it, I was really happy with the, how the event worked out. And then there was me who went against your, your reins because I, I enjoyed the Tempest yeah. War deck with Rob. So you said do any season. So I asked each yep. opponent if they wanted to run Tempest of War. And they all said yes. Yeah, and and everybody that played it said they really liked it. Yes. So, um, one of the things I'm going to look at for next year is maybe we don't have a friendly mission pack. Maybe we just play Tempest of War. And like, I would enjoy yeah. that because I, the, the normal missions are well in balance, but yeah. Tempest of War just felt fresh and yeah. fun. the the only The only difficulty is like the is the cost of the decks because oh, yeah. everyone has one. So. I'll have to figure that out, but y- you basically need one per table because yep. I will say that's one of the benefits of the Tempest of War deck is that it sur- supports two players out of yeah, the box. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will. Uh, yeah, the, the game I played with Tempest of War is good. You know, was was a lot of fun. I did stick to the the packet missions because I wanted to get some practice doing sure. more of just the the standard missions. I will say one of the benefits for the Tempest of War, especially in a friendly event, is um, sometimes it's hard for like. Picking the right secondaries, yeah. it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes, like some lists aren't good, like don't have good choices, especially mm-hmm. if you're pay- playing like non-optimized armies, which yeah, you sure. often are in a friendly. And well, the, the two comments I've heard about that is on the first day, one of the other knights players came over to me and says, "What secondaries are you picking?" Because I'm just getting shredded on secondaries, yeah. and I'm like, well, I, I'm "I heard doing that conversation." Tem- yeah. Tempest of War, so I'm not picking any. And then against um, the black or the Alpha Omegas, I'm just. Alpha, Alpha Legion. Legion. They, they were, they they were like, yeah. They were like, we are enjoying this because I don't have to think what secondaries to yeah. try and pick. They're there for me. Yeah. Well, it's, there's a little bit of a learning curve, I think, from, for new players, you yes. know, with, with getting used to the deck, but I think it does play faster. Um, well, and that's when, that's where yeah. the packet would be like, we'll provide the cards. Yep. Here are the rules for the mission yep. so everybody can re- know the process ahead of time. Yeah. So that's, that's something I'll, I'll look at for next like, year because I do, yeah. uh, Put that in your, uh, like when you, your yeah, feedback I, yeah. survey. That's like, would you yeah. be interested? And we can provide, like, if it, if it, people are interested, we'll provide. We yeah. Provide yeah, decks. exactly. So, you know, that might be one where you contact, like, right. Yeah. We, we've, yeah. you contact Games Workshop and you <laughs> yeah. say, no, there's, a, we're actually interested. Like, we have Absolutely. players who want yeah. to do a full tournament. We'd like, like, we did a test run yeah, of it. Everybody was, liked it. So, yeah, that was one of the suggestions that people had. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, see if they could, if they would support it or something. So, cause that's a relatively minor cost. It's not like yeah. they're sending out a lot of models or exactly. anything. Exactly. So, GW, we know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> Kevin at preferred enemies. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, hit him up. Also, also, if you want to send me that horse heresy box for free, uh, Kevin at preferred enemies.com. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the, uh, the, all the horse heresy goes up for pre-order next week. Right. Right, yeah, uh, with a two-week pre-order period. So. Two-week pre-order, a lot of, like, some of the upgrade kits. There's actually a lot more I expected that go up initially, because the yeah. Kratos, um, the up, some of the, the special weapon, the heavy weapon upgrade kits. I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> this is pretty, de- it's going to be pretty devastating. Well, and financially, they, in June 10th, I believe, is the yes. date when U.S. Open for Kansas City. Yes. On sale. Yeah. Yes, and I know Not at least three. That either. Yeah, at least three of us are planning on attending the narrative. Yeah, I, but, yeah no, I'm yeah. gonna be able to. <laughs> yeah, right, because like that's into the work, the work time, into my work busy time. Yeah, and I can't take any vacation whatsoever. Yeah, so. yeah, that but, sucks. But, yeah, but we'll have fun. We'll have fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. 
So I know, Richard, you even though you weren't playing in the friendly, you did get to play your first two games in ninth edition, finally. Yes, you yes. got to play some thousand point games. And not to spoil for June, because we're going to be talking Gene Steeler Cults, as we promised, I swear, honest, yep. honest to goodness. Yep, I played both of those games with Gene Steeler Cults. Yes. Initial, at least initial reactions. Uh, initial reactions are, they are a, a very interesting army to play. Um, there is a lot of importance on how you position your units and how you bring in your reserves and how you deploy like it is all very crucial for that army to to function right mm-hmm. and uh ninth edition first impressions <laughs> uh first impressions of ninth edition are positive and I mean I really didn't play much of eighth edition either so like <laughs> Uh, a lot like 8th edition. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So you'll be ready for 10th when it drops in July. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please don't drop in July. No, it'll, it'll, be okay. it'll be next year. It'll be next year. I'm okay with next year. By next year, the codexes should yeah, mostly... Should, I Like, so, with Forest Heresy is dropping in June, my guess is we're going to get Chaos in August. Like, Chaos Space Marines, probably August, because July yeah. will be an Age of Sigmar month. And then most Voton September. Uh, no. Voton September October I could I could see it mm, yeah, October maybe. yeah because if it's August if that's well, August so there's still what uh, guard and, and demons, demons? That, yeah, there's two more those the only are those the only two yep those are the only two um well and then uh, world eaters world eaters will be we don't know where world eaters, world eaters is further out I think than leagues of Votan honestly. Yeah. Because they're just now like starting to show like here's the the here's CAD the designs rendered, yeah here's the CAD designs for the things we're going to be adding so and do you know who's even further out than that. Emperor's children. Well, yeah, that's fair. <sighs> Cries and Emperor's children. That's what you get for worshiping Slanesh. Um, <clears throat> I get a lot better than that for worshiping Slanesh. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't get it. Could you, could you please explain that for the kids in the audience? <laughs> well, Timmy. <laughs> well, well, Timmy. <laughs> when, in a, when a man and a tentacle love each other very much. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you asked for that. So yeah. sponsor break. No. <laughs> <laughs> so now, to our, now for our sponsors. <laughs> for <laughs> field all complaints to Kevin at preferredenemies.com. dot <laughs> com. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think the friendly went well. I, I everyone gave good feedback. I'll actually send out feedback for it shortly, and like. If people are interested, like I can share the mission packs and like what we put out there for it. So yeah. if people want to run it, well, and it's all available on the like it should be available on the Midwest yeah, Conquest so website. On, that's true. It's the mission packs up on Midwest Conquest website. So yeah, if anyone has any questions about running the event and like want to run something similar, uh, let me know because I I want to see this happen. I want to see more games like this occur. You know, it, it's fun for people to show up to an event and just bring an army and and have fun for the weekend and get a bunch of games in and not have to not have to worry about you know. If you're going to get curb stomped in a right. competitive event. <laughs> and uh, I managed to not come away empty handed. You did not. Yep. So uh, so shout out to. So let's let's give a quick shout out to the various winners. Yeah, so we so, already talked about Adam. So Downs Adam Downs was, was was uh, was best general because yeah. he won all five of his games. Yep. Um, best painted was Caleb uh, Lance with his uh, the, uh, his the, Alpha Legion. The Alpha Legion. Okay, so agent. when I say when I say when we say Alpha Legion, you're going to think blues and greens. And yeah. it is not. It's a Dark Angels fallen army. Yeah. Played as Alpha Played Legion. Played as Alpha Legion, yeah. But it is absolute, like, the conversions, the yeah. paint job, everything was beautiful using old school, like, huge shoulder <laughs> yeah. Terminator, like, old first edition, like, yeah, Rogue Trader was... era Terminators. 
uh, using like his demon prince is heavily converted, has like robes and looks like yep. a fallen dark angel. Yeah. Uh, his dark apostle was built from like a Primaris uh, chaplain. Um, his uh, like like his marines, he was using horse heresy mm-hmm. gear in there. The rhinos were horse heresy era. They had like rhinos. really weathering and good and weathering, big old like yeah. fallen uh, uh, logos painted logo, yeah. on. Yeah, it, like it was. It, like I remember looking, I'm like, I, I like looking at painting. I'm like, I think I've got a pretty good chance. And then I saw the uh, the Tempestus Scions <laughs> army that was absolutely yeah. beautiful. I'm like, okay, no, I'm probably second best painted. Then I saw that army when I played against them. I'm like, no, I'm third best. There were yeah, there were several really good, well painted armies. So um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people brought like well painted armies, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was so that was yeah. Uh, so he won. Um, he won best painted, and then um, you won yeah, best so, theme. So I got best theme for my my theme was the uh, the Emperor's Children Veterans Vistvan three. So I that's why I did all all Marines doing yep. Marine shit. And and on the theme, there were several people who did max out with like the top score on that. So like Dennis, your your theme got high, you know. Dennis had well. handouts. Right. Dennis had a hand- handouts with hand a narrative. Like that, a narrative and name characters. Um, the, uh, Adams, uh, uh, Black Legion also got like high marks on theme. So there were, there were several that like did max out on theme. Um, but uh, Rob won it on tiebreaker because you were, you were, uh, of all the, at the end I asked for, uh, favorite opponent so that, you know, we use tiebreakers and you were the only one listed more than once and you were listed on three. So. Cause three, you're my yeah. preferred enemy, Rob. <laughs> so yeah, hence so, um, the name of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so. horse heresy rulebook may actually have universal special rules in it, which means preferred enemies is still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> true. That is true. That is true. Um, and then uh, Drew Davenport won uh, best overall, which was the best combination. Yeah, Drew. Of, Drew was the one yep. with the. Oops, all dreadnoughts. Oops, all space dreadnoughts space army. I mean, he had Njall Stormcaller, an Iron Priest, and like nine dreadnoughts or something like yeah, that. Murder Fang. Murder Fang, Bjorn, uh, two, two redemptors. The, two think? redemptors, and then several, I think two or three with the, the Frost Axe. Uh, the, three, the uh, three Venerables with sh- uh, Blizzard Shield and Frost Axe. Three Wolfen Dreads with the Blizzard Shield yeah. and f- Great Axe. And then, Two, three redemptors, uh, all two, two with plasma, one with the heavy onslaught Gatling, and then Bjorn and Murderfang. Yeah, and it was very, you know, very well painted. It was a good theme. Like, it, yeah, and that's the only list that I'm sad I didn't get to play. Yeah, I would have loved to play it against Space Wolves like that. I probably would have got stomped because those axes in um, close combat would probably well, tear the, me to shreds. Well, the good thing is to shreds, you say. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing, at least for Rob wanting to get to play him, is like you know. Does live in Kansas City, so you could probably play yeah, that list. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he plays up at like Mind Games yeah. and Magic, where I play a lot. So yeah, exactly. <clears throat> if you want to see that army on stream, he actually played in the Beer Hammer on Friday night, and he was on the stream for Beer Hammer. Right, that's true. I forgot that we had yeah, that we had the Beer Hammer stream going. So, so, so how did Beer Hammer go? Because uh, oh, so Friday night, we're this is the first time we've we the event has existed at a hotel where alcohol service was allowed as part of it because we were not partnering with a convention yeah. that did not allow alcohol. Yeah. So this year, alcohol was in, was uh, alcohol was involved. Mistakes alcohol were made. Alcohol was involved. <laughs> so yeah, on uh, on Saturday and Sunday from like uh, noon to five, I think there was a, a cash bar available yep. outside the the actual uh, gaming floor, um, so everyone could go out and enjoy that as you know during the lunch break and everything. And then beer hammer on Friday night, it actually went really well. Um, 
I wanted to test out my... Uh, that one kind of tips a bit. <laughs> I wanted to test out my streaming capabilities because this is the first big event that I've ever mm-hmm. streamed. And so the uh, the Beer Hammer was a perfect opportunity to oh, do yeah. that. So I managed to get uh, two games um, on the stream and both uh, everybody was having just a, a blast playing. Like I said, uh, there was some... Uh, alcohol flowing and uh, and <laughs> dice rolling and it was really good. We'll uh, we'll obviously link it in the podcast notes. But what is the Twitch handle? So it's the Heroic Morale Warhammer Club okay. Twitch channel, um, Twitch TV thing. Yeah. Okay. So because I think it's realized, I'm like I don't think we mentioned what the what's the, what the Twitch stream if was. You find so. the Midwest mm-hmm. Conquest GT page. I put yep. a link to the Twitch channel uh, on on the page and you can go back and watch all our back videos there's a whole bunch of uh, rtts from peculiar games and hobbies on there mm-hmm. yep yeah and a quick shout out for peculiar games and hobbies for uh providing a lot of our prize support and uh you know be on-site vendor this year they they they're the kind of the local game store for Heroic morale so they they've provide you know help kind with a lot of yeah, terrain kind and of the stored official it, sponsor, kind of, yeah. sponsors of the event yeah, so we're able to put it on because of their help so um yeah um yeah, Beer Hammer went well. Um, who ended up winning Beer Hammer? Was it Raphael? Yeah, yeah. Raphael. Raphael ended up winning, winning Beer Hammer. Um, yeah, I think we had eight, eight or ten players. Because I, I was technically signed up for it, but we had uh, an odd number, so I just dropped and played, played it. You know, played games with us. So yeah, you played in our preferred enemies, like right, <laughs> little force. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I didn't, I didn't. Re- so I was busy, so I didn't really see what the, how the games went. But I know that Raphael won. And, yeah, because yeah. that uh, that Dreadnought list went against uh, Imperial Knights uh, list, and uh, th- they actually they held their own pretty good. Like uh, they got up in there and they were causing a little bit of damage. I think, uh, if I recall, I don't know. I was participating in the Beer Hammer as well, so some of the bl- uh, scores are a little blurry. <laughs> but uh, I think there was no Dreadnoughts left by the end of the game, so it was uh, it was a little bit rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, so your knights probably would have done fine, Dennis. Yeah, yeah probably depends on the dice, and yeah, mine go hot and cold at well, different times. Yeah. Well, speaking of other events that we ran that involved dice running hot and cold, so Dennis and I were in the night joust on yeah. Saturday, um, and uh, so uh, so Chris ended up winning, uh, and he borrowed uh, Phil from Peculiar Games and Hobbies, uh, ha- brought several knights to like if people wanted to play so they could play it and yeah, half of the table was his knights <laughs> yeah so he had his uh serastus knight uh forge world knight with like the you know the the machine gun and the the big sword every round chris was the first knight out yes he got targeted and was the first knight out every single round that's not unusual in a knight joust though because Ex- anytime somebody well, brings one of the forge world knights everyone's like no that thing has to die except in the final nasty. round when he won the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> so he was the first player out of every round but he, our his team managed to win every round and so he got back in and was in the next one the first one out and then his team won and get and then he ended up facing my uh nurgle uh knight knight warden so he's submarine he absolutely <laughs> submarine <laughs> then he ended up facing my nurgle knight uh knight warden in the final and uh basically it was i was looking at it and i'm like he moves faster he has the same gun with more shots and he's better in melee has a better melee weapon than i do and more so wins. i've so i've yeah and more wins so i've got this <laughs> and I almost did because the, he he went first. I moved, you know, and got there close. I was able to make a long charge. I got in there, four attacks, only hit with two of them. Oh, didn't wound with either of them. Ooh. Mm. Of the la- of the eight times that I hit with my Reaper chainsword in all of the rounds of the night joust, I wounded twice. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we're, I'm, I have no words. So yeah. So I got, so, uh, he did wreck, wreck me that one, that name, but it was fun. Like we put two tables together. We had a long table and like the first round lasted a little bit, but like, yeah. cause one of the nights, uh, when they ended up, ended up being like by himself, it's like, Oh wait, I have a battle cannon and there's like three knights coming at me. So he just retreated into the corner and, and eventually just firing just, yeah. each time. He, he was also scared that the fact that he doesn't have an invone save and yeah. it was and one of the newer it. players yeah. who, who was learning knights. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the night joust has always been a yeah. really good oh, event for, sure. for somebody getting up to speed because you're dealing with one unit. Everything's got pretty much the same stat line other than like, that's where the forge world knights get a yeah. little weird, but otherwise there, there it's, a, a, it's a really f- good f- beginner friendly game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nell's, uh, knight armagers like tore things up. Popcorn chicken and orange chicken. I think that's yeah. what, I think that's what she decided to call them. Yeah. <laughs> ended up, ended up just ripping through things and made it all the, almost all the way to the final. Um, yeah. Well, Nell actually, she, she, she took she, second, she took second, in, like in, back in 2019, yep. I think. And yeah, that's when she got because that was the first time we allowed it. Like we allowed armagers. armagers. Yeah, and yeah. she got to name those armagers chicken nugget and chicken tender. Yeah, right. So they have four chicken themed armagers now: chicken nuggies and chicken tendies. <laughs> uh, but no, the night joust was a lot of fun. Uh, I think we had twelve people. Yes, I think in it. we had so, 12, twelve. So two so, teams. So six same and, as as the friendly. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like got the got to play a lot. You know, and like I said, this is the story with uh, with Chris submarining to the final table it was really funny he didn't do it on purpose <laughs> no i know but it was just really funny because <laughs> people were so worried about it, like oh we got to take him out first so uh, so so we had beer hammer the friendly the night joust was there any other events there uh no i don't know <laughs> no not at all no, i think there was a big one there there we was a big one talk about that one too so um so we're gonna we'll go ahead and talk even though we don't have the to here at uh, the moment we will yeah. t- we can talk because we were at least somewhat present and we have yeah, every all yeah. the listings and everything for the uh for the uh gt the grand tournament so um five rounds uh looks like about 55 yeah i think we wound up with 50 i think we wound up with 52 okay um Either 50 or 52, because I know there were a few drops, but we had an even number. So we didn't actually have to use ringers at all this weekend. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of nice. So I traveled with my army for no reason. <laughs> no. I get to play games, I know. You got I to just, play I games. Know. Don't quit your complaining. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I didn't hear about any like major like blow-ups or anything, which is always good. Everything seemed to go pretty smoothly. I think the only thing that got a bit confusing at the end was it looked like there was a a tie for battle points and record. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the the Tyranid uh, player that won on the last game uh, tied with the other Tyranid player, so they ended up having to roll off uh, to see who won because they won all their tiebreakers too. They tied everything. <laughs> So we went down to uh, sportsmen, best painted, uh, everything, and uh, they were just, just hitting. It was just, same, yep. same, same, same. And and they did offer to do like a shadow round and like have them play it out because they were both undefeated and stuff like that. And you know they were like, it's you know four o'clock on Sunday, we want to go home. So they so they they were the ones that offered to just roll it out and roll a die and, and determine. So that was that was good sportsmanship on their part. No, absolutely, and and like. Yeah, even like their strength, win strength of schedule was the same. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, so two Tyranids take the top two. Um, so Jason Merton ended up winning the winning the roll off, and uh, 
Yeah, it's five rounds, 90, 97, 77, 95, 81, 88, 438 battle points. 5-0, oh, 438 battle points. Calvin Smith takes second with 94, 74, 96, 89, 85. That's 438 battle points and a 5-0 and oh record. Um, Nids are good. I don't know if anyone's noticed that as a trend lately. Nids I, I are... had not heard that yet. I have not heard that. <laughs> we'll need more results to confirm. So, so, Richard, get on that. Move over from Gene Steeler Colts to Nids. Right. <laughs> There's Gene Sealer Colts in the top in the top four. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. in fact, fourth yeah. fourth place was Brett Perkins, who we've talked to yes. at uh, Iron Halo in the past. He, I think he used to be from KC, and now he's out in Hawaii and oh, he's vis- visiting. Yep. So yeah, he 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 specifically said he wanted to come back to this event because he was at the first. Uh, I believe he won best. I think he won best overall at the first Midwest Mid- Conference. Yeah. I think he did. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. I know he won one of the prizes. So yeah, he said he wanted to come back and support the event. Um, so he made. He uh, he lost one game. He lost his second round at thirty nine points. It was a oh. that one was a pretty rough loss. But his other games ninety seven, ninety three, ninety five, one hundred, oh, maxed out final nice. game, and that was with Gene Steeler Colts. So yeah, Gene yeah. Steeler Colts, and and Brett's a good player. Brett's been playing for years. Absolutely. He's very very solid. And third place was Brian Bam Bam Hunter from Bam the Flying Bam. Monkeys with Space Wolves. Yeah, I love his Space Wolf armies. Yeah, and he had some really good games. Like I know the game that he lost was against Jason Merton as well, and I want to say it was like seventy nine to like eighty three or something. Like it was also super close. 80, 81 to seventy four. Eighty one yeah. to seventy four. Oh, yeah. 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 So that was the round game. four. So it like it was oh, going. Man. So Jason knocked him out of the final table, but it was like close a close fought match. Yeah, because as we were watching the stream game go on, uh, we'd had Thousand Sons on the stream for two games running, and on um, Saturday night we we thought Bam Bam was going to score enough points to have uh, Burning of Prospero on the stream game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so morning, Sunday morning, it would have had Space Wolves versus Thousand Sons, oh, I would but love Bam that. just did not uh, score quite enough points to catapult himself. Yeah, up. his games were like scoring mostly like. 85, 95, 85, 74 was his loss, and then 97. But we so, did end up with uh, Duncan, you know, yeah. his teammate uh, yeah. on there with his Eldar. Yeah. I like Eldar, Which, too. Uh, so, yeah, our top eight ends up being Jason Merton, Calvin Smith, Brian Hunter, Brett Perkins, Ted Williamson with Necrons in the top eight. Wow. Necrons, in the hands of a good player, they're they're having trouble getting past Tyranids, but yeah. they can do some real work. Oh, that's there, good. I saw one this weekend, uh, I think it was the Alamo GT, where Necrons, there was like two Necrons in the top eight or something like that, or one in the top five. So, yeah, Necrons can be so, good. So if people are figuring out how to use them. Yeah, I think exactly. Well, and also, I do think the making a bunch of their stuff core has made a big difference. Oh, it, it always Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Luke Peacock with Thousand Sons in six. Uh, Duncan Ensminger yeah. from uh, Flying Monkeys with uh, Asriani. Yep. And number eight, Joe Guzowski, local KC oh, boy wow, with nice. uh, Death Guard. Oh, nice. Yeah. So a pretty good top eight. Um, yep. not, uh, you know, two Tyranids at the top. But after that, like it's... the next Tyranids down is uh, 26th. So, yeah. or no, 19th, 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 19th yeah. there it is. So it's not like, you know, it's not like the days of, from a few months ago, of like Harlequins are first, second, third, fourth, you know, like, like uh, Adepticon where it's like three, a Tau and three Harlequin players in the top. There are two Tyranid players, but I mean, judging from the fact that they were both scoring, ex- you know, consistently consistently and, and, high and they're also both good players too yeah. that's the other thing like that they've they've been people that have been in, you know scoring towards the top of events yeah even when you know even before the current tyranids like right renaissance so yeah like i think it's a good top eight like and you know 
several several players got in there with like playing their armies and playing them well and like just knowing them. So you know that's a, a you know a, an, an endorsement of like sticking with your army even when it's your army is not great because once it kind of cycles back around and your army gets good, if you're really familiar with it, you'll you'll be able to jump up there. So let's take a quick quick gander at those top top two Tyranid lists, see how similar or different because I've seen different. Tyranid builds doing doing work too. So uh, Jason's list is Hive Fleet Leviathan. It's one battalion. Looks like yeah, looks like one battalion um, with the Hive Predator. So two extra Warlord traits and an extra artifact. Uh, Neurothrope with synaptic tendrils. A Turvigon with uh, heightened senses and the Maw Claws of Thyrax Relic. A Winged Hive Tyrant with. Uh, the Reaper of Obliterax Relic and Adaptive Biology as his Warlord trait. 10 Gargoyles, 30 Termagants, uh, 2 units of 3 Tyranid Warriors, all with dual Bone Swords and Death Spitters. A Maliceptor, which, I mean, that's not surprising. Maliceptors are one of the key units right now. Uh, even after the... Fortunately, the FAQ came out the day of the cutoff for new rules, so mm-hmm. that was in. So Maliceptors couldn't do quite as much ridiculous mortal wound shenanigans, but they're still very good. So Maliceptor, unit of three Zonethropes, uh, a unit of three Carnifexes, uh, all with heavy Venom Cannon, and let's see, and then two with Crushing Claws, one with Scything Talons, a Harpy... Uh, with Dermic Symbiosis, which I believe is the Invulm. I think, so. I think that's yeah. right, yeah. Yep. And then uh, Tyrannocyte. So he's playing mostly Monster Mash with like one blob of Termagants and some Gargoyles to... Gargoyles probably for getting like objectives and things like that. So so Calvin's list was actually fairly similar, although different in a few key ways. Um, it was uh, High Fleet Kraken, um, uh, Zoanthropes, um, Three Zoanthropes, uh, Neurothropes, ter- ter- Turbogon, Winged Hive Tyrant, um, Two 20 man Termagant units, two units of Tyranid Warriors, uh, with, uh, two Death Spitters death, and two one Venom Cannon. And, yeah, yeah, Venom Cannon. Um, Mal Scepter. So, uh, three Venom Thropes, two, two Pyrovores. Remember when we would have yeah. said, when yeah. Pyrovores were hot garbage? Now they, you can actually yeah, put them in the list. Good they're yeah. actually pretty good now. Yeah. And then, um, I think the biggest change is he, he had a bunch of Raveners. So, two five man units of Raveners with Death Spitters. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, Biovores, three, three, uh, three Biovores, and then uh, he actually had a fortification, he had the Spiracist. So he's going more with, like, mining the field, making yeah. things a little bit deadly. Yeah, yeah, I did, I think I noticed him using a lot of spore mines and having lots of success with that. So, so while there are definitely some, like, the HQ selection is the same, a, a couple of the warlock, uh, Warlord traits are a little bit different, um, and he only went, and... Uh, the, like the winged hive tyrant builds the same the neurothrope is pretty much the same although he did add the yeah. resonance bar he went for the extra extra relic um but uh and like the tier but like extra termagants nothing that drops down really pyrovores venom thropes biovores the raveners is definitely a you know so he's doing yeah, a lot of yeah. so that's his deep striking is yeah, right there sure. but it's interesting because you can definitely tell like which units are good like so good that like no they need to go on the list regardless <laughs> right you know which well, and you want like a, well, and you want the Maliceptor for synapse. You want mm-hmm. like you he's got the Zoanthropes because he's got the Neurothropes. So like so he's got the so you want the Zoanthropes for synapse. You want the Neurothropes. Like you definitely need all that synapse and the mix of it so you can do like the four like the invulnerable synapses turn or like all those synaptic uh, imperatives. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it's like there are some things that you take and the Malathorpe is just Yeah, it was great. interesting to see the way he played that because he was on the, the stream for the last uh, game and he just kind of huddled all of his uh, big monsters right up in the center and uh, had the Venomthropes uh, shielding. And so the Winged Hive Tyrant, the Malice Scepter, all of it was just standing right there. And then uh, come turn three when the Thousand Suns were uh, starting to get on the back foot and it was starting to clear out that, they just all jumped forward, did their work, and uh, he was able to keep them unwounded because he had um, the Thousand Suns had to bring it down on him, so he wanted to keep all those big creatures <laughs> right. there. But uh, those Raveners, uh, I would have never expected to see them out there. They did real work for him. They were out there uh, tearing up Rubric Marines all over the place, holding down objectives, and clearing room for the uh, Termagants to get out there and start doing Hive Nodes uh, all over the place and getting him monstrous secondary points. Mm-hmm. So it was a well-played army. Yeah, no, that's... yeah, And the, that's the kind of thing... Like, you don't want... Like, I there was a real concern with, like, Crusher Stampede, where it just kind of became an easy-mode army. You just pointed a thing, run at it, and kill it. And I, it's nice to see Tyranids are not necessarily that. Even though they're very strong right now, the strongest players would be the ones who know how to use the, all the tools in the kit wisely. What's fun is, like, you're starting to see Tyranids come out, and it's uh, not just, oh, I'm going to run at you and I'm going to crush you. Uh, the psychic phase has just become a, a key part of yeah. their game. Uh, because against the Thousand Suns, uh, the Shadow in the Warp was murdering. Him. Oh yeah, he wasn't able to get. I mean, he's been maxing Wrath of Magnus in three game and two games, uh, even against Grey Knights. He didn't score Wrath of Magnus once against those Tyranids. Wow. Mm. So yeah, no, that's that's really interesting to see. So yeah, yeah, Nids are strong, but they're strong in like yeah, like you said, they're hitting molt. Like they're like they're winning the movement phase with all the ways they can get around, deep strike in, uh, you know. A lot of stuff that flies. Uh, they're controlling the psychic, like absolutely controlling the psychic phase. Um, and then shooting, they're bringing a lot of deadly shooting. And then, of course, melee is a terrible place to be against them. So they're, they are the quadruple threat in the, right now, which is probably why they, and all their good stuff is really resilient. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anything, because I, I don't know if new knights and chaos knights will be able to make a dent in them. I don't think so. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they can resilient, like they can ma- ma- uh, match up some of the bigger ones with resiliency, but they're not really going to be able to take out all the griblies and stuff. Right, I, I think it's going to be weight of numbers, and knights don't have that. Right. So I think the interesting thing for me, and and we don't have it, like a lot of details yet, but we know that like the new season, because this was you know we're still using the Nachman missions, uh, whatever the next season is, and I, I think they've released the name, and I can't Nephilim. Think of, Nephilim. Nephilim. Thank you. I I always forget that one. Um. When that comes out, like, how do the missions change? How do they, what do they adjust uh, with the fact that Tyranids have been so dominant recently? It's, you know, or, or was that printed long enough ago that they're not going to have adjustments for that and they have to do a balanced yeah. state of slate? That, that's be interesting. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it will be interesting to see how the second half of the season plays out because how quickly they're willing to, you know, they, they're able to adjust to armies that come through and are, are dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious. Like, I'm really curious to see how the command points change is going to uh affect things i'm still slightly scared because like i probably won't do this again but like in the friendly i spent six command points pre-game yeah and if if it, they lowered it i mean i'm i would have very few so i mean so in theory you're supposed to be able to generate more during the game yeah. yeah so i mean we'll see how that balances i i, I think the idea with the the command points is they want to dull alpha strike so no i understand that the the other thought that you just made me think of is, I was like, how would that affect Tempest of War? Because 
Well, I guess it wouldn't, because Tempest Ward, you still generate command points at the start yeah. of your turn. So I think it'd be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as painting goes, was it was it Fuang Nan who yeah. won Best Painted? Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I rem- like I remember just seeing the display board as I was walking by and yeah. and being like blown away, like, oh no, I, I, I'm this one's got to be it. And so, Richard, uh, let's you want to talk about uh, what Fuang was bringing I mean, to the table? Yeah, the this army had a lot of just. The way they did the yellow on the Imperial Fists mm-hmm. and just the, the, like, the texturing and, like, the use of airbrush and lots of different, like, shading and, I mean, there was the, like, you know, the heat effect on, on the, the metal guns. Oh, yeah. That- and, and then, like, the display board is, is, the display board really is kind of the thing that, like, pushed it over the top yeah. for him. Cause there was a few others that were really great painted. And it was, like, had the display board not been, you know, yeah. a factor in just the whole overall army presentation, like, it would have been an even tougher call. Um, for sure. but that, I think, was really the thing that pushed it over mm-hmm. for me. Um, and um like that display board used uh like some like one of the one of the zone mortalis yeah uh, like sections and I think it was the the fortress uh, uh, the Astartes fortress yeah uh, yeah the uh, realm yeah. of battle uh, right yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a two by two block two by- that, so like you could tell this is could have easily been like an armies on parade yeah. piece that yeah. he was using and then like one of the like a big uh, Space Marine statue in the back that was one of the McFarland figures. That, that's that was, what that's what yeah. caught my eye when I walked past the display board first. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool because it was because it was painted the same way, the same blending. Like it was it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, what caught my eye was the big Sigismund banner he had hanging off of it yeah, onto the also table that. too. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that it's like everything. Like that's like what caught my eye in passing, and then like I have to go go over and look at this. And he didn't have any of the models on it at the time. It was just the because dis- he was yeah. playing at the yeah, time. So, just, yeah, so he had just had the display board. I'm like, oh, I bet that's going to get best painted. Just just the display board. And then I actually saw some of his minis today, like on his tray. Yeah, and yeah, like he was using a mix. Like he had a mix of like horse heresy models, yeah. and, like because like he had the the horse heresy era bikes. Right. With like, but like the attack bikes, are like the sidecar, but it's yeah. like it's like the curved body sidecar and everything. Those bikes are great. Um, he had uh, like mixes of different armor marks. Uh, he had looked like a redemptor, a redemptor dread, and it looked like he had sculpted or three D printed a lot of like custom details for like the shoulder because they they don't make those for the redemptor. So he, so he had customized the redemptor. He had a leviathan dread that was painted in the same way. So it's like. Yeah, from what I saw, it was it was absolutely beautiful. And painting like painting yellow is hard. Painting yellow and then properly weathering it and griming it up, yeah, yeah. and and making it look appropriate was yeah. No, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to figure out like as far as like my horse heresy stuff. I'm trying to figure out like what I'm going to paint, build, or paint it as. And one of the things I thought about is imperial fists. Because a that's what's going to be in the box as far as like decals and and things yeah. like that, and they're releasing like the Imperial Fist like customization pieces first, along right. with Sons of Horse. And I'm like, it'd be a good one to as a challenge for painting yellow. Just I don't know if I want to play Imperial Fists. I yeah. haven't decided, but maybe I like we'll figure that out. But uh, no, yellow yellow is hard to pull off well. So no, congratulations, Fong, for 
having a, a fantastic, fantastic looking army. Then we had two armies to raffle off. Speaking yes. of that, so um, we had two causes. There was the the vet. So, so talk about yours. First. Yeah. So the so we um vet. So since this Memorial Day weekend, we always try to do some sort of like a veterans charity um to to raise money over the weekend. Um, and we have a lot of you know veterans and, and active military in the the 40k community. So um. This year, we decided to go with the Veterans Community Project, which is uh, headquartered in Kansas City, and they, uh, throughout the Midwest, uh, they provide, uh, the, their kind of slogan is tiny, tiny Homes for Veterans. Um, they provide um, free housing for, for houseless veterans um, in Kansas City, St. Louis, Sioux Falls, um, I think Chicago, like they, they've kind of all around, um, but they're headquartered here in Kansas City, so I really wanted to try to work with them um, since they were local. And uh, I, I don't remember what we ended up raising for like in total. Cause I think we, yeah, I think it was 1100 and then we, um, and then that'll just be split between the two. But um, yeah, so we had a, a, a black Templar army that was donated by, by us. Um, and that was painted by, uh, okay. So uh, $1,107 is what we So, so right at 1100. Yeah. Just about. So uh, those were painted by uh, Taylor Lewis, uh, local uh, commission painter, um, who, who did those for us for free and they look really great. We posted some pictures of those on the Midwest Conquest Facebook page. Yeah. Um, if you want to see like the, the, the good kind of, you know, close up shots of them. Um, he's kind of going for a little bit of like a blend sheet vibe, kind of yeah. matching the artwork yeah. from the Black Templar like army box. So on Instagram, he's a Nurgle dad on Instagram and you can see a lot of his paint work on there. Uh, he has some of the most uh, amazing Death Guard, uh, converted miniatures, custom made, uh, nights and stuff like that so yeah go check him out yeah we will definitely link link to him in the show notes uh and then uh the other charity we we uh we're we're splitting that with is the uh, ku cancer center uh and that one that was the dark angels army which if you've been following me on instagram you can go to knocker geek on instagram and, and see my stuff there I've been posting uh, progress photos as I've been getting the army closer and closer and closer to completion and uh and that one it was really cool because our friend tim who originally donated the army two years ago just to be a standard raffle army there wasn't anything special tied to it other than hey we're going to be we need an army to raffle off and he was kind of getting out of the game and so donated that to us um he uh and then he got diagnosed this past November, got diagnosed with an extremely aggressive artisanal form of cancer, right? Like 35, 40 cases in the world. Uh, yeah. So it took them a while to figure out what the hell it was before they could even treat it. And that slowed down how quickly they could treat it because they have to figure out how if they can even treat it. And they, I remember right. they were floating around like uh, you might have a six week timeline. Yeah, it, it yeah. was not looking good. Uh, and they were able to beat it into submission. And Tim was able to come by here, yeah. uh, and was here, uh, when, uh, you know, when we raffled it off. And, uh, actually he got a round of applause, which was pretty cool. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, and the guy who won that was super stoked to have, and apparently a friend of his plays Dark Angels and is going to help him, like, figure out how to, how to effectively use it. But he seemed super happy to, to win it so yeah that's cool so no that that's awesome so uh so eleven hundred and seven dollars yeah eleven hundred and seven dollars and then um i should be able to actually get that doubled i think through work so um we'll we'll get all the final numbers and once i find everything out i'll I'll get it posted but yeah that was great um 
you know, it, it, yeah. Thanks for everyone who who came by and and bought raffle tickets and donated because it is all definitely going to a good charity. Because yeah. um, like I said, yeah, the, the KU Med one specifically, uh, they're they're fun, they have a fund for like uh, getting people to and from their you know their appointments if they can't make it. So. Yeah, because that sometimes that can be the biggest Absolutely. challenge is just the treatments there, but I yep. can't get to it. So. Yeah, and 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 a lot of times when you're doing chemo and and radiation therapy, like that you can't drive yourself. So you, right. if you don't have somebody there to 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 give you the rides back yeah you so uh just like to give another shout out to one of our sponsors uh you know peculiar games and hobbies coming up in october i believe that's yep. the same charity they do uh all month long for october yeah uh, and they usually raise quite a bit of money there's all kinds of free raffles and stuff you can get in right there. and and uh i know like in past years they've had people painting up special pink miniatures mm-hmm. to donate for like breast can you know to raffle off I think for we breast we had a uh, full two squads of pink stormtroopers get auctioned off or as pink mandalorians nice. pink, pink yes. mandalorians yeah. for star wars i know there's yeah. been pink tanks like world war 2 tanks yeah, for uh, bolt action yeah our, our friend brady uh who, who ran the bolt action event as well simultaneously with us uh did a pink panther uh tank one year i know that and that mm-hmm. that went over pretty well <laughs> so yeah and, and that's just one of the ways like a phrase we have used on the podcast for years now is using our wargaming powers for awesome and that's that is the way like because this you know this was not uh a, like it wasn't one person yeah. do doing this this was a community effort because like the black templars army that was actually gw preview product yes that you know we get for like as content creators you know open, full disclosure content creators get stuff sent to them by mm-hmm. gw to look at and to talk about that's like we've been very clear like they send us codexes to look at they've sent us model kits to examine yeah. which is why i have an elder army that i have to build okay it's gonna be awesome hey, nope. yeah yeah <laughs> you did this to but, yourself but they they sent all like when the Black Templar stuff dropped, they were sending all yeah. the kits and Everything, yeah. and so like what do we want to do with this and like because we had raffled like I I'm like I don't want a Black Templar army I already raffled one off like right. three years ago <laughs> right so I'm like I I let's 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 yeah. raffle let's raffle it off and then TJ or not uh, Tyler, Taylor 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 like we you know we sent it to the store to mm-hmm. Peculiar Taylor offered. To jump in, he's like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to build and paint it, and he he wanted to paint. He's like, oh, I he's like, I love these models, and I want the challenge of painting them, like you know, in the Blanchetsu style. So yeah, like he he was up for it. Yeah, and then the Dark Angels Army, Tim had originally donated it, um, and then we're we're talking with, like, looking at it, and Pat, the you know from Peculiar, said, what do you need to make the? What do we need to do to make this army? Like, is there anything we need to add that that is special that we can add to it? And I'm like, well, you know. Uh, a, a, like one of the big land ra- or land speeders, the dark shroud, I think, yeah, so, or yeah. the vengeance yeah. Venge- build oh, we okay. went for. Normal but it's like okay. one of those would be really cool to add yeah. in. And he just took one off the shelf. And it's like here, put it in. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so I'm building terminators, and I like I, some of the like some of the models I had to take apart and, and re clean up, reassemble. And I'm like, I'm running low on shoulder pads. I'm like, crux terminata shoulder pads, and I'm looking online for. Uh, shoulder pads like 3d printing them like and it's going to be just as it's going to be expensive it's going to take some time to get there and i'm like does any but first i'm like does anybody in the heroic morale group have crux terminal shoulder pads that they can share and greg greg timms who is the to of this event was like i think i i think i've got a few let me dig dig through my bits box and see what i can find and so and he's like okay they'll be waiting for you peculiar I go down to Peculiar Game and Hobby. I pick, go to the store, and Kim, Pat's wife, is behind the counter. 
And I'm like, Greg's supposed to have left some, some shoulder pads for me. And she's like, Oh yeah, here it is. And hands me a brand new box of Terminators. <laughs> and it, and apparently he just picked that up because it was the easiest way for him to get them. So he's like, I don't, I didn't have them. So I'm just going to buy them for you. And that gave us a few extra, <laughs> it gave us a few extra Terminator yeah. bits to, to work with beyond what I was originally needing. And so that army came together yeah. because a whole bunch of people put in, put in components and and everybody worked together towards a common goal to make it happen and the success of the the raffle shows it yeah definitely and that that the community that's the reason that events like this run and do so well is because it's a whole bunch of people sometimes people behind the scenes that you never see like taylor isn't at we didn't i don't yeah didn't yeah yeah, no taylor isn't here nobody nobody saw taylor all day but he he contributed to this Absolutely. event. There's a lot of volunteers who are just here, like like our friend all, Dan, who who shows up just to do data yeah. entry for all the, the event. Blue shirts who set up the tables, yeah. took down the tables. Yeah, yeah. I made the comment this year. I'm like, wow, like setups much easier. Setup and, and teardowns much easier when like there's like 40 people to help out and do all that. Like yeah. it just we were we were done like right after the you know the final like as as the games wound down, people tables were getting cleaned up, stuff was getting moved out, and like. Yeah, it, the efficiency is great. Like, and that's what that's the thing coming together as a community to like all help out to, you know, put on a good event. So, so uh, I I want to say um, I think you know when we when we handed off Midwest Conquest when when like as as we had become geographically diverse right. and it was impo- it was getting harder and harder for us to get together and and run the event the way we knew it needed to be run. We we had a feeling that the heroic morale club was the were the right people to hand it off to and larry you and greg and the rest of the people down at peculiar have shown that th- we we made the right choice and you guys have done a fantastic job well we really appreciate you guys trusting us with your tournament because uh i mean we knew midwest conquest uh, needed to stay in kansas city uh it's one of the older events in the city so uh we really uh, appreciate you guys trusting us with it and our club has been growing um steadily uh, even through the pandemic and everything we've just continued to add players i mean we play every thursday night there at peculiar games and hobbies and on a regular night we'll have 20 people show up we'll have 10 tables awesome. set up um people are playing they do a lot of narrative stuff we've really been focusing on the narrative uh, campaigns and playing with the uh, what's the new narrative campaign that they're running? the crusade yeah, that's so awesome. they've been playing crusade everyone seems to love it um so yeah we're we're glad that uh, our club can help no, we really appreciate it. And yeah, it's even though like KC, when we first started, like we weren't obviously we weren't the first big tournament in KC. There was Midwest Massacre before that. But like after they stopped running things, there was nobody in KC doing any big events. We started doing Midwest Conquest back in what, 2016? Uh, yeah, I believe. Because 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 was going to be our fifth year. Yeah. Um. And we, you know, obviously 2020 got sidetracked and so, but, and in, in that time, there's a whole bunch of events popping up now. You've got yeah. Show Me Showdown, uh, like Arcanite, the KC, like the, at Com- Planet Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of newer ones that have I think, been, uh, you, New Year's Knockout, New out Year's of, Knockout, uh, Geekery. Yep. 
And I think I just saw another one pop up on Facebook. Yeah. So, so there's, that there's a whole, there's now going to be a KC tournament circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think there's, uh, five, uh, tournaments now in the KC like Cup. Like good circuit. size. Yeah. Like GT level tournaments. So, you know, it's like while there's no lack of GTs to go about, I would hate to lose this one. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad that this one and it looked like everything went off really well. Yeah. So, yeah, if there were any any troubles that anyone had, I didn't hear anything bubbling up. So, no, there was no major arguments. Uh, the judges were all uh, circulating about and yeah. and and handling anything that did pop up. So, no, uh, I don't I even believe that we had any yellow cards or cards of any kind handed out as far as I know. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Uh the other thing I'll point want to shout out too real quick is just the Stony Creek Hotel. Um the event space was great. The you know, they came in, they answered all our questions when like, you know, the mic stopped working for the PA, like they helped us get the, the, um, projectors working. So we actually were stream, we were projecting the game that you were live streaming to the rest of the event. We had these gigantic, uh, screens so you could see the clock and, uh, you know, tables were set up like that, you know, they came in, they were the loading the dock did, works, the loading dock <laughs> yeah. works, which was great. They, they actually let us load in early on Thursday. So we actually got everything in much earlier than we anticipated. So we had more time to set up. The tables were all set up in the right spot. Anytime we asked for anything, even something as small as, you know, can we get a, a different table drape for this one? They went and they helped and they were great. Um, like I said, they, you know, they provided the, the bar. There was, you know, um, you know, for, for the, you know, for the different days, they, they came in, they, they gave us drink tokens for beer hammer. So you had, you know, it, it was, it was great. Like they've been excellent to work with. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I'm obviously I'm not the one making the call, but I, I suspect we'll be back here next year. Um, once we get the dates and everything settled. Yeah. I couldn't imagine really putting something on like this in a different location now that we've been here, seen it. Um, like I said, just having those three big projector screens where we were able to, oh, yeah. uh, people weren't crowding the, the streaming table because you can stand uh, 20 feet away from it and see it because the whole wall is yeah. now projected with it. Well, yeah. And like, I remember, you know, when we were at Gillen Hall and for Midwest Conquest and we had, like, I brought in like a 42 inch TV to yep. work as the, you know, the time display and it, it worked. It was fine. You could see it from everywhere in, you know, the, from all the GT tables, but that's nothing compared to, oh, it's the size of the side of a barn and and to the point where you could have two timers because they like saturday bolt actions going on at the same time they're mm-hmm. on a different timer both times are displaying and there's room for both of them to be absolutely legible from anywhere in the hall the only downside is when i was over here on the the to side for the for the friendly i couldn't look over and see the tops of the tables on the other side of the hall because the floor didn't slope <laughs> 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 what and we didn't have a ceiling panel collapse in on a on a table at the narrative event? Well, because that happened in 2019. And you have cell service. We have we cell have, service. We have we, Wi-Fi. We you can, can stream. Beer, we can stream. Yeah. Does, no. The this hotel was very nice. Like that. This was very good. This yeah. is a very. This was the right decision, I think. And there's room to grow if and we ever want to add events. Uh, we are using one of five rooms that it's available yeah. at the hotel for us to use. And we're, we're, we've spread out pretty well, and we're using 70% of the space. So, like... Yeah, the none of the it, tables were... Like, everybody yeah. had plenty of space to walk around a table it, with... I only ran into Dennis once backing... <laughs> we Dennis can, came up behind me after he had finished his, his game. And uh, I'm like... Because I, I think it was when I was playing Caleb, and I took a step away to like 
kind of pan around and mm-hmm. look at something, and Dennis had silently come up right behind me, and I stepped on him. Well, I caught you, one, but I was there to ask you a question. That's why <laughs> I was like, let what? me go, Dennis. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You're my preferred <laughs> But we could we could easily... We could easily just in this space without even tapping into any other room. We could consolidate the tables a little bit closer where we have like still plenty of space, but not as much and get, you know, another 20, 30 tables in here probably. So like plenty of room to grow. I'd say my only complaint is when I was in the tables close to this corner or on the streaming table, it got hot. Yeah. So I, I just didn't know if there, there, those are airflow issue places or well, being close to the loading door. You could definitely tell when you got there. Like it, it's hot outside. Like I, <laughs> I walked outside for the first time. So again, I did like I think I said fifty five hundred, fifty five thousand steps the last four days, and like I walked outside growing. for the first time in three days, and I'm like, holy smokes, it's really hot and humid here. <laughs> because So the AC in here works, but yeah, definitely as you get closer to the doors or the corners, I'm sure they are. But like, a little back by less. the streaming table. It's, yeah, and, yeah. and like in the middle of the floor, it was great, yeah. too. Yeah. It's just So just be aware that the corners Also, are. The, the location, I mean, downtown KC is great. There's a lot yep. of stuff there, but as far as options for getting around, like you're right off of I-70, so you're, you're right off right of off a couple highway. of highways. Uh, so many eateries around. And yeah. so, like, find, like, is, like, okay, so for me, I have dietary restrictions. I have to watch, like, my sodium. There's plenty of fast food places, but I still, like, I had Panera. There were, like, other places I could go to get food that I can have without, ha- you know, impacting my health too badly. Oh, and you can DoorDash it all. Yeah, everything can be DoorDashed here. And the Games Workshop store is, like, less than a mile away. So it's there, it was, like, for the independent store, it's their uh, anniversary. So, like three of us were able to pop over to the store this weekend between between rounds or things and like place orders for stuff. So yeah. and I'll I'll do the thing that sounds bad about me then of I didn't realize all I mean I knew all these things here were here but it just it didn't click in my mind of how close they all were because I was like oh but that's over there I was like oh that's just crossing a highway to get to those restaurant areas yeah or oh yeah the games workshop starts right oh that's that yeah that's just boom boom you're there it's like. In my mind, maybe I've been gone too long, but the themes in my mind were further away. But no, yeah. they're all – this is a good spot of – I mean, you have to drive like five minutes, but – Sure. Yeah. Five minutes like, nothing. Yeah, it's like – You don't Richard, have to pay to park, which like is Like nice. Richard That's and I, true. Like, I think it was during the lunch – or no, it was – was it during – no, it was after the second round on – because I finished early my second yeah. round on mm-hmm. Saturday. And we're like – Okay, well, let's head over to the GW store. I don't want to wait too yeah. long because the third round will start like four o'clock. And yeah, the round trip was like twenty minutes. Yeah, but including the time spent browsing and shopping. So and I did that today, and it was about twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's it's a fantastic location. And so if there was something you needed from GW that Pat didn't have on site and couldn't bring up from Peculiar, which Pat brought stuff up from oh, Peculiar, yeah, yeah. it's like I ran out of Matt Varnish varnishing the, the dark angels army this week and i had mentioned offhand that like hey do you carry the yeho matt varnish on friday friday evening he runs one like he ran one up from the store for me and he's like oh yeah so i got this here for you to buy i'm like oh dude so peculiar game and hobby the service <laughs> yeah. is fantastic they'll deliver to your event so <laughs> but if anything he doesn't have and they have quite a bit as far as gw there's a gw store just down there yeah um yeah so and like uh, Duncan, who uh, took uh, Best Dasariani, like you're not far from like Overland Park. 
yeah. you're really not far from anything here, yeah. like 15 minute, you know, 15 minute, yeah. 15, 20 minute drive. So like he had his family up here because they're normally from like Wichita and Hutchinson. Yep. Yeah. They were here, like they were going to like a petting zoo over in Overland Park and they had like, they could hang out here at the hotel and yeah. stuff or they had family nearby they were visiting. So yeah, there's a lot to do here. It's a perfect location. So. Yeah, 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 got Bass Pro, Pro like just down the street. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it no, it's a fantastic location, way better than in past years. So yeah, no, I, I I am excited to be coming back to this place next year. Yeah. And I'm excited that it's around again. Yeah. Yep. No, it's it's good to be back. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, Midwest. Yeah, cut that one. I'm brain tired. It's. There's your cold open. No. There's no, no. Cold open is still your ASMR. I'm sorry. That that does not change a thing. So. It's so really yeah. funny. He has to listen to it in headphones. I do. I do. Yeah, see, that's why he does it to me. I know. But anyway. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our coverage. So, uh, from all of us here at Preferred Enemies and the Heroic Morale Club. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Rob. Kevin. Dennis. And Richard. And Larry. Uh, good night, at good gaming, and you need to get back here in 2023 for the next Midwest Conquest. GT. And friendly. <laughs> and beer hammer. And night just. And anything else we had. Bolt action, maybe? <laughs> Preferred Enemies is an Undergopher Radio production and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Our theme music is Metal Slug 2 Super Vehicle 001-2, No Need to Reload, originally by Takushi Hayamuda and remixed by Roataka, courtesy of OC Remix. It can be found at ocremix.com. Miniatures. We build them, we paint them, we love them. That's why we also want to get them to the battle and back again safely. And that's where Kara Multicase comes in. They offer a complete model storage and transport system. They offer a wide selection of core trays for standard size miniatures, as well as custom cut trays for specific models. KR's trays are made of a soft foam, available in a variety of colors that won't scratch or snag your models. And to protect the foam, the trays are carried in easily stackable, swappable cardboard cases. They also offer a full range of Kaiser bags, backpacks, and aluminum cases for transporting your KR cases. You can even choose from pre-built tray selections to suit your army, or use the Autofill app to find just the right trays for your particular force. Whatever your game, 40K, X-Wing, Warm Hordes, or Historicals, KR Multicase has the cases to fit your needs. You can find out more at krmulticase.com. KR Multicase, soft foam for your figures, hard cases for the soft foam. Are you tired of playing on a boring battlefield? Do you want to step up the quality of your gaming table and make your battle look real? Then you need to check out the battle mats from GameMat. They're professionally designed rubber-based mats are just what your gaming table needs. Available in a variety of styles, with everything from rolling grasslands to urban war zones, winter wastelands to alien deserts, there's a GameMat mat to fit any kind of terrain. Their mats are padded, anti-slip, waterproof, and when you're done rolling dice and battling on your mat, 
just roll it up and stick it in the convenient carrying bag for easy transport and storage. And if you don't have a gaming table, they've got you covered with their folding Gboard portable gaming area and their line of pre-painted resin terrain. If you're ready to upgrade your gaming table, head over to www.gamemat.eu and find the gaming mat that's right for you. Game Mat, giving your armies the battlefield they deserve.